the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, welcome. It's Ed Martin. Great to be with you tonight. It's the Pro-America Report. And uh, just a few moments ago, I was on the Andrea Kay Show, the great Andrea Kay. And I just want to report to you that she and I both were at CPAC a few weeks ago. And I don't, you know, it's hard to know for sure, but we don't seem to have had contact with the gentleman who was hobnobbing with the big timers. We were just down on Radio Row broadcasting. But everybody's healthy. Everybody's fine. But certainly, uh, we'll talk a little bit later on the program about the coronavirus and, and what's happening. I'll maybe talk about it for a minute right now. But let me get set things up again. It's Ed Martin. Great to be with you tonight. Pro-America Report. Remember, remember, if you want to stay up to date, up to the minute, up to the moment, if you want to wake up at uh, 5 a.m. and get in your mailbox and right away and you'll see the daily wink, what you need to know, you want to go to edmartinlive.com right now and there'll be an opportunity you can uh, put in your email address, and I promise I won't sell it, I won't rent it, I won't use it for anything other than sending you the email. Go to edmartinlive.com. You can also go to edmartinlive.com and find the programs, previous programs. Uh, we put them up there, too, as well as on The Answer San Diego. And uh, on Twitter, you can get to me, at Eagle Ed Martin, at Eagle Ed Martin. That's a reference to the fact that I head up an organization called the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Phyllis Schlafly's Eagle Forum, and our many organizations. I'm the president of those, handpicked by Phyllis Schlafly. So, at Eagle Ed Martin on Twitter, Ed Martin live on Facebook and uh, like I said, uh, excuse me, edmartinlive.com on the regular up uh, straight up internet. All right. Uh, it, you know, I mean, when I come back on these, uh, on these days like this, on these Mondays, uh, it just, it's uh, sort of mind numbing how much we seem to have, ha- have happened in the last three days. I can't keep myself f- focused. I look at my notes and I'm like, I got to cover this and this and this and this. And then I got to tell you what you need to know. I mean, we had Kamala Harris yesterday put out a video endorsing uh, Joe Biden. She called him a racist three months ago or two months ago, said he was a terrible, rotten racist. And now she endorsed him, said he's a great guy. Um, and she was clearly auditioning for VP. I think that's clear. Uh, later on the program, I will reveal to you the question. Last week, I asked a question right here on the Pro-America Report. And I put it up on social media. You can go track it if you want. I said a very simple question. If Joe Biden is elected president, who's running the country? Because he doesn't look capable. And today, Joe Biden put a list out of who'd be running the country. If you can believe it, John Kerry is going to be back in charge if Biden wins. You, you know, I mentioned last week there was a tweet from somebody. I don't know who it was, but it was retweeted by President Trump. Very simple. And it said, Joe Biden's about the past. Donald Trump's about the future. That feels right, doesn't it? Joe Biden rolled out today and said he's going to re, he's going to have retreads of every uh, Democrat in, you know, in the last 10 years. All Susan Rice, John Kerry, uh, Ron Klain, all these people that are retreads. Obama and Biden, you know, or uh, what did Obama, what did Biden call it? The uh, Obiden, he called himself the Obiden uh, uh, Obama campaign or something. Anyway, it, it, it's, um, 
It's hard to believe uh, that they admitted it, but we'll talk about that later on the program. And um, but let's pause for a moment. Let's do a little coronavirus catch up because we got another busy show. We got Joshua Lisek on a little bit later, who's a, who's the executive producer of a, 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 a movie called Better Left Unsaid about the left, what they do. When does the left go too far? We'll also talk uh, very important. We'll talk with Harmeet Dillon, who of course is known to many of uh, our California listeners, and she's a, a surrogate. I got her book because she's a surrogate out there talking for uh, the RNC, the Republicans, about tomorrow, you'll have the Missouri primary tomorrow in a Michigan primary also. So we'll talk with her. She's going to be, do be uh, joining us later on this show. Uh, but let's talk coronavirus real quick. I was with Andrea Kay. If you I hope you listened to her show uh, just before mine. I, I just would say these two things. Very important. Number one, the panic is overblown. The panic is overblown. And number two, the virus is real. Okay, the China virus, that's what I call it. I don't call it the coronavirus. I call it the China virus. Coronavirus, it's, by the way, they're all called coronavirus, and you know, there's been a string of them over the last couple of decades because the when you look at them under a microscope, it looks like a crown. Corona is the word for crown. That's just so you know that. But I don't call it the coronavirus. I call it the China uh, uh, virus because it was created in China. These these idiots in China can't keep themselves clean enough, and they end up passing these things between pigs and bats and, and, and humans. And then also maybe they created it. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. It came from China. But back to my point. The uh, media onslaught is completely out of control. The panic being created by the media and the left is out of hand. It's like the Russia hoax. It's like the impeachment hoax. It's like the Ukraine hoax. It's like all these hoaxes, the emoluments clause hoax, all the hoaxes. They're meant to try to take the president down a peg, down a notch, and they're not tied to the truth. They're, t- they're tied to a distorted reality, and they're trying to make you crazy. And as you know, the media, Fox News, as well as CNN and MSNBC and everybody else, is pretty good at making us crazy. So your first issue, your first focus needs to be settle down, settle down. There's nothing here that we can't handle. We will handle it all. We'll handle it together. We'll handle the, some of it will be government handled. That'll help us. Some of it will be science handled. Bill Gates announced a big grant from his Gates Foundation to do uh, home tests for uh, for the China virus. We'll handle it. We'll come together as, as uh, members of our churches, our communities. We will work it out. The statistical odds of you getting sick and, and seriously sick are very, very low, almost, inf- almost impossible. And of dying, they're almost impossible. So just settle down and understand the panic is overblown. Second point, it's a real virus. This is a real problem. I, I was on 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 uh, on uh, Andrea Kay's show. I was quoting this uh, this tweet from a friend of mine who's a, a doctor, a geriatrics doctor, and the tweet was this: The flu this year infected 31 million people, 370,000 hospitalized, 61,000 deaths. That's the flu. That's not the China virus. That's the flu. 31 million infected. A few years ago, the H1N1 was like 95 million infected. But just this year, 31 million infected, 370,000 hospitalized, 61,000 deaths. The problem with the China virus is it's more contagious. It's it's better at staying uh, uh, going and not uh, dissipating. And so it's a problem. And we've got to be careful about it. And so if it goes three or four times the flu, if it's a super flu, you know, in terms of intensity, 
You're talking about 100 million people infected. You're talking about, you know, a million, more than a million people hospitalized. And you're talking about, uh, you know, 160, 170,000 people dying. So we got to worry about it. It's a worry. But it's a worry. And frankly, here's the key just to know. It's a worry aimed that needs to be aimed, focused on the vulnerable, our seniors and people that have respiratory uh, uh, illnesses or otherwise compromised. So we just got to get after it. We got to do smart things, take care of each other. We've got to try not to let the thing spread. The more we can delay the spread of the virus into the summer, the more likelihood, the more likely it is that it sort of dissipates a little bit, but it'll come back in the fall. And we're in a race uh, to do things. I hope the president does things like waives a lot of the requirements for vaccination testing. Let's try. Let's have a right to try. If you have 150, 200,000 seniors that are facing uh, death, let's try. You know, the average age in, in Italy of the people that died, lots of people dying, and these are not to be diminished. The average age is 81 years old. So it's taking out our seniors. None of us want our grandpas and grandmas to go down. So we got to fight and, and we got to be smart about it. But it doesn't look like it's going to hurt children like some of these flus and some of these viruses and things. So that's my tip of the day on that. Uh, be very clear that there is a real risk and it's something to worry about, but don't panic. We can handle it. We will handle it. It'll be great. All right. I, I, I spent too much time on that. I'm, I'm killing myself here because the, what you need to know right now, I'm going to finish with this. I hosted Breitbart Radio this morning for three hours in the morning, and I spent the first hour and a half talking about this topic, and here it is. And I'm sorry. I'm going to run out of time. Noah's got a, a great uh, a segment queued up. Maybe I'll play it later on the show about Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a victim. He's a victim of elder abuse. This man is not ready physically. He's not capable to be a nominee for president. He, if you've ever run for office at any level, you know that when you put your name on the line, a certain weight lands on your shoulders. I can tell you this. When you run for a big job, I ran for Congress years ago, and it's a lot of pressure. I can't even imagine the pressure of president. He's not holding up well. Joe Biden looks, sounds, feels, and I'm not joking. I'm not doing this as a political thing. He's a victim of elder abuse. His family should make this stop. His friends should stop it from happening. He's not, he's not able to do this job. Even, he's not even able to do the job of running for president. And he shouldn't be put in this position. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an embarrassment to America that we have him out there. We, we have people that can be nominated that are more qualified, that are able to handle it than he. He just can't do this. You can't do this. America, I'm telling you, please rise up if you're a Democrat and stop this madness because it's very, very disturbing. He's a victim. I'm totally serious. 100%. That's what you need to know. This is a crazy thing the Democrats are doing. And later on the show, we'll tell you why. I'll tell you. I'll preview why. They don't care about him. All they care about is power. And they think he's the best guy to stay head to head against Trump. I think they're wrong, but they think he'll be better because of Pennsylvania and other places where he's got some, uh, some, a try. It's, it's amazing. It's a sadness. We should be sad about Joe Biden being put out there. It's, it's not just embarrassing. It's cruel. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. When we come back, we'll talk with Joshua Lisek, who is the executive producer of a, um, documentary called Better Left Unsaid about when the left goes too far. We'll come right back. It's Ed Martin here, the Pro America Report. Be right back. Streaming now on The Answer San Diego app and radio.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our next guest is a friend of the show now, Joshua Lisek. has been on the program a few weeks ago, uh, and he is uh, back to talk about he's an executive producer on a film, a documentary that's named Better Left Unsaid. I watched the preview. Uh, it's directed by a gentleman named Kurt J. Mungle. I think I butchered that, but I'll get pretty close. And the question that's answered, and I've, I've looked, I haven't seen the whole film. I've seen uh, excerpts of it and, uh, and looked at the trailer and read about it. Uh, but when does the left go too far? And uh, Joshua's uh, uh, uniquely uh, positioned to answer that. How are you, Joshua? Welcome back to the program. Hey, Ed, I'm doing great. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you, and thanks for your patience. We were trying to have you on last week, and we had a little uh, ran into a little uh, trouble. But uh, so first, let me set this up before you talk about. Be- first of all, I do want to know uh, what does it mean to be an executive producer? Does that mean you put the money in? Does that mean you had the idea and somebody else put the money in? What's it mean to be the executive producer? Yes, that means you put a combination of money, vision, and general project management from the perspective of okay, hey, okay, let's make this thing happen. Right. So like, so the guy that's the produce, the director, he's the guy that says action, let's put this this way. And you're the guy that's saying, Hey, let's do this and we'll raise the money. We have a vision on it. All right. So how you, you give us the context of how you got here, because your perspective on getting to this documentary is probably why you're there. Right. I mean, so walk us walk our listeners to that refresh their memory on this. Yes. Yes. So when you had me on last time, Ed, I talked about how I was the guy who broke through the Trump derangement syndrome that I had had for a couple of years. And it was because a lot of the folks on the left that I had looked up to at the time, such as Sam Harris, who is quite the prolific author and podcaster himself, it was after he had been smeared, his, his reputation had been riddled with woke bullets that I realized, Mm -hmm. wait a second, the same attacks and insults that are being sent by the mainstream media to Sam Harris are the exact same ones to President Donald Trump. Maybe they're both complete crap. And it turns out that, by and large, they both are. So it was once it became personal, and it was a guy that I saw getting attacked with the same personal insult, always racist, sexist, homophobic, whatever. When the same attacks are being levied at a guy that I like, I'm like, yeah, this isn't this isn't going to work out for me. So from my perspective, <laughs> right. that was an example I saw of of the left going too far to the point that they're really eating their own. That's a phrase I'm sure a lot of, of folks listening you've heard before. How the the far left eats their own. Uh, well, right. being um, kind of I would say somewhat left leaning myself. That's, tends to be when you're when you're younger, you tend to be a little more left leaning. You kind of grow right as you, you get older. And I'm I'm okay with that. I see benefits right. of both sets of values. You know, liberal values being, let's say, um, justice, let's say, uh, protection from harm. Um, you, you know, when, when people can't take care of themselves, it's lend a helping hand. And then of course conservative values of respect for authority, tradition, order. And I see those two sets of values being in balance. And it turns out that the far left, which controls our culture, unfortunately, they reject both sets of values, both the liberal values and the conservative values. And Kurt and I have a shared vision for calling out the Yehuds on the far left who control the narrative for their nonsense and, and making a clear split between people who believe in liberal values and those who reject them saying, 
That's not our left. We want nothing to do with those people, and we're taking a stand, calling them out, and exposing them for the uh, the folks that they are. And and let me uh, remind our listeners: the website for this is betterleftunsaidfilm.com. Betterleftunsaidfilm.com. You can go there and check it out. And I'm looking at the on the website the synopsis, and it says uh, most documentaries have sentimentality without substance, in our opinion. And this documentary was meant to meant to explore this question: what constitutes extremism on the left, given that it's some somewhat obvious on the right. All right, so what about that? You get in this and you start saying, what is it on the left? Is it is this antifa that acts like lunatics is it uh the uh you know abortion industry that refuses to you know to uh to you know be anything other than sort of doctrinaire on that what is what how does it end out how does it how does it turn out how does it turn out that's exactly the question that we're trying to explore in the film basically why are there's so many especially young people disaffected young people it seems that aren't they don't have grounded values it's kind of like they're floating from one cause to the next, one protest to the next, one violent uh, conflict and clash to, to the next. Now, there's not tens of millions of people that we're talking about, but we're talking about the mainstream media. We're talking about right. the Ivy League. We're talking about you know the most powerful organizations in the world who, when they, you look at who they follow. Who does the New York Times follow on Twitter? It's the kinds of people that you see, unfortunately, breaking windows, right? It's, it's those types of people. They're the ones who are canceling others. So it's, it's, it's troubling that it's the most extreme voices and the most extreme players who seem to have the most influence over the, the press and they're driving the conversation. So unfortunately, where, where it ends is where the violence far left will make it end unless the rest of us both conservatives and, and liberals who say, yeah, we don't want any part of that. We're going to do something about it. And Kurt and I, our vision for this, this documentary is to help push back and overcome that, I guess you could say, appetite for destruction that we see on the far left. We're talking with Joshua Lisek, and, and the, the film is called uh, Better Left Unsaid. It answers the question, as I mentioned, when does left go too far? And you can, again, go to betterleftunsaidfilm.com, betterleftunsaidfilm.com. And at Joshua Lisek is him on Twitter. You can go check him out on Twitter, too. So how, you know, this is really hard, Joshua. It's hard to get a documentary made. It's hard to get it distributed and picked up. And in some ways, you're going to get radio silence from any of the media that doesn't want you to talk about them, right? So, you know, how's it going? What can people do to help? What, how does it, you know, what's the future of this look like? Yeah, it's pretty loud you brought that up, actually, because Facebook has blocked our account from doing any type of advertising or promotion or boosting of the film. Wow. Which, of course, is not, really? a, not at all surprised that uh, yeah, I would pull a, uh, a duct tape over the digital mouth, so to speak, <laughs> about this film. Um, but we really want to get to the point where we can uh, distribute the film. The film the film itself is done. Uh, it's been a, in addition to the money that I, I put into the film and a few other, um, uh, other producers on the film, we've done a little bit of, of crowdfunding. And right now, we are looking to take care of hiring and entertainment lawyer and get errors and omissions insurance, E&O insurance, mm. which are prerequisite <clears throat> being able to distribute right. a film. Once we're able to right, raise right. 
that money to cover that, we will be on Amazon Prime, Netflix, uh, Apple, iTunes, wherever movies are downloaded and sold. Huh. Great. Well, that's good. That's good to know. I mean, I think they uh, and that and and you're you're. I mean, you can hear it in your voice uh, again, Joshua Lisa, Lisa, because you're you're not you know you're not uh you're not um uh, discouraged. This is just part of the process, and you you got a vision that you're going to get this voice heard, and you're you're pounding away, huh? That's right. That's right. Since I've met so many people on both 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 the right and the left, I can say you know the fact is that both sides have plenty of good people. And when it comes to the left, mm-hmm. I know I'm, I understand I'm, a lot of a lot of conservative folks. I'm I'm talking to you right now. I I grew up in a conservative Christian household, so that value those those values in my upbringing are part of who I am in my my DNA. And so it's I'm very grateful to be talking to you about this movie, which is from the left for the left, saying stop the chaos. Put down your bike lock. Stop beating people over the head, <laughs> and let yeah. us come and reason together. Drop and the bike lock. That's saying, a pretty good one. Yeah, that's, that's right. Drop the bike lock, and if you're wanting to help help that young, uh, misguided gender studies student, drop the bike lock and get this movie distributed. Head on over to betterleftunsaidfilm.com. Uh, and as I said, we're, we're crowdfunding um, an amount to take care of getting the errors and emissions insurance so we can get this thing out there into the homes where it needs to be. Very good. All right, Joshua, thank you for coming back on and being patient with us. We'll put it on social media and keep us informed. It's an important uh, topic. I appreciate it very much. And uh, I got to run. We'll take a quick break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Be right back. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. The Pro-America Report with Ed Martin on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Report. Our next guest is Harmie Dillon, and Harmie Dillon is well known to uh, listeners to The Answer San Diego. She's an attorney uh, fairly famous now for her work, especially on uh, on uh, helping uh, folks in uh, election issues and, and some of the uh, times that you'll see uh, ballot uh, craziness, harvesting, all sorts of things. She's really just a fighter for uh, for freedom, and she people may not realize she was at the Department of Justice for a period, worked at a big law firm, for a federal court of appeals judge, uh, which is all the kind of characteristics of the sort of top, top lawyers. It's the kind of training that you have. And so uh, she joins us today, though, because she's also a commentator for conservatives and for the Republican Party, the RNC. And tomorrow is uh, Super, not Super, Super Tuesday was last week, but it is a primary day in Missouri and some other states. So first, welcome, Harmeet. How are you? I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Well, great to be with you. And I, and you know, I was uh, chairman of the Board of Elections in St. Louis City back in this in two thousand six and seven and eight, maybe somewhere in there five and six. And I saw up uh, firsthand. I was practicing law at the time myself, and I saw firsthand how dangerous the election systems in some of these urban centers can be in terms of uh, uh, integrity. First, let me ask you broadly. I know tomorrow is an election day in Missouri, Michigan, a few other places. How worried are you about election fraud this cycle? Well, election fraud means different things to different people. And I know we have a lot of conservatives uh, running around saying that the real problem in these elections is illegal aliens crossing the border and then stealing identities and voting. And, you know, with all due respect, that may be happening in an isolated case or here or there, but that's not the real problem. The real problem is 
systematic failures by our county election officials to cleanse the roles of dead people, yeah. of people who have moved, of people who are registered in multiple counties. And I, don't, I think that's a huge problem that's not being addressed, and that can lead itself to fraud. But beyond that, there are legal measures that the left is using to change our election laws to enable fraud, to enable people to act in bad faith and vote. And same-day registration that occurs with no verification of identification is a big problem. Mm-hmm. Um, California has so many different ways where with with you know people living in this state legally, literally under the radar and being allowed to have driver's licenses but not allowed to vote technically, we are relying on people to self-proclaim whether they're entitled to vote. And that's really no protection at all, as we know. I mean, we're not, we're not allowed to self-proclaim how fast we're driving when the cop pulls us over, <laughs> yet we're allowed right, to self-proclaim right. or what our taxes are. We're not allowed to do any of that. But when it comes to our most precious civil rights as a citizen, we are expected to trust other people to to be honest. And that's a big mistake. And it's costing us votes. Yeah, we're talking with Harmie Dillon. I agree. That's a very, an excellent answer. I'll save that one because as much as I do love the grassroots energy focused on voter fraud, you're exactly right. The fraud is the fraud is in the management and the sloppiness. And in, for example, in the city of St. Louis, one thing I didn't realize till I was doing that uh, in that position, you know, people move an average of two or three times in urban centers, and they don't keep up with it, right? So they don't. So now you've got messiness that leads to at least sloppiness and and bad elections or worse. So, all right, but Harmeen, what do you think happens tomorrow across the country? You know, you've watched the Biden-Bernie fight. You know, the president, of course, is unopposed meaningfully. But what do you think happens tomorrow? Um, I think, you know, what what happened in California with the changing of the laws, uh, I've warned people that these laws are being shifted and changed around the country. So Michigan is one of those states which the president won, narrowly after many decades of Republicans not winning, and they have shifted the law since 2016. They have uh, more of these liberal laws like we have in California. They have a uh, secretary of state and attorney general who are Democrats, and uh, that's a bad combination for protecting voter rights over there. And So I think we're going to look at it closely. I don't want to prejudge, but Republicans are really asleep to this. I see some, and I'm a, you know, I'm a spokesperson for the campaign and big supporter of the president. When I go to speak in crowds, I hear a lot of sort of rah-rah cheerleading and people saying, oh my gosh, we have the best president, the best ideas, the best economy, the best memes, and we're going to win big time big <laughs> in 2020. And that's a huge mistake because we, we caught the liberals unawares in 2016 and they're not asleep anymore. And you can tell by the way they're running this barely, barely competent, semi-competent semi-coherent candidate as their front runner, uh, you know, they're not too concerned about that. I think they have a plan to rig the system and we have to be extremely alert. And, and, and filing lawsuits after Election Day when we've already lost, ask, ask Al Gore how that went for him. Um, we have to be prepared yeah. to advance and be extremely vigilant. And that includes here in California. We have to have a culture of vigilance. Every vote counts and we want everybody to vote as Republicans, but only people who are entitled to vote as citizens. Yeah. We're talking with Harmie Dillon. I think that's exactly right. I tell people all the time, if you wait to fight after the election, you're guaranteed to lose. I mean, you know, very rarely can you, you pull the thing back. All right. Well, but now what what kinds of things, you know, I, I was explaining to someone the other day that I, I object to early voter early voting, period, because I think you are trying to get people to vote 
on a day because the information is is at least evenly accessible. And if you wait, you know, six weeks, if you if you early voted for Bernie Sanders before uh, the Biden surge or if you early voted for Amy Klobuchar before she dropped out. Right. It just doesn't it's not a good way to run a system that's supposed to measure your uh, what you desire to be your vote. Right. So I, I think that. But what can what can people do right now in this time to get ready for the fall and, and, and be, you know, what do you recommend people? do, especially if they're in a place where, hey, they've already had their primary and they're, you know, they're kind of treading water waiting to see what happens next. If they haven't had their primary and they have a partisan primary like we did in California for Republicans, need to go and double check that they're still registered and with the right party, because that happened to a lot of people in California on Election Day. They showed up and it turned out that the registrar of voters, secretary of state, had mistakenly changed their registration. Um, and, it, you know, they need to educate themselves and make sure that if there are, have been problems in the previous years in their polling places, that they any citizen can call up the registrar of voters and ask and find out what's going on. Uh, if they are concerned in a state about the status of the election and the ability to go vote and vote uh, on time and not have to wait until, you know, two o'clock in the morning, they should contact Republican <laughs> lawyers. We have a national Republican National Lawyers Association, of which I'm the national co-chair. There are Republican lawyers in every state who are trained to help with these issues. But we all rely on citizens telling us where are the problem areas? Because if we know there's an area where again and again people are not allowed to vote, we can go in and file an injunction in advance. It's very, very difficult after the fact to do anything about it. So it's all about organization, preparation, education, and self-help. You know, I hate it when citizens will just, you know, whine about things after the fact when they literally didn't lift a finger to figure out on their own whether their most precious right, the right to vote, was being protected or was going to be there for them. Yeah, it's a, and by the way, our uh, for folks that don't know the Republican National Lawyers Association's effective group are I'm a member myself. RNLA dot org. RNLA dot org. If you go there, you'll learn more about it. I mean, most folks, as you say, you, you start local. There's in your local community, there's going to be folks that you can you go to, and and but uh, that's a good resource too. All right, thank you, Dar- uh, thank you, Harmita, for the time, Harmit Dillon, and and I know you're busy and it's a uh, uh, busy time, so we'll we'll track it again. Thanks for all the stuff that you do for so many folks fighting for uh, freedom and for uh, uh, good things. I appreciate it very much. And uh, we'll have you back on the show anytime something comes up that uh, that you want to talk about. So appreciate it very much. You bet. Thank you so much. Bye. Uh, all right. Bye. Harmy Dillon. And uh, I will put up on social media that link to the RNLA and some of the other stuff there. So we'll take a quick break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Report. I'll be right back. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Radio.com. Ed Martin and the Pro-America Report. On The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Report. And uh, I'll wrap things up. And uh, I've got a couple things to cover. I mentioned earlier in the program, I do think that... uh, Uncle Joe Biden is a victim of elder abuse. I'm being totally serious. It's wrong that he's being uh, pushed out there and allowed to run. Listen to this clip uh, from over the weekend, and I'll explain to you how not only did this clip, is it, is it such a mess for Biden, but it has ensnared Twitter and everybody else in this, and it just shows you how crazy this election's going to be. Uh, let's play that clip uh, for me, Noah. Turn, turn this primary from a campaign that's about negative attacks into one about what we're for, because we cannot get reelect. We cannot win this reelection. Excuse me. We can only reelect Donald Trump. And turn. turn. What? 
What? what? What does that mean? What is that? that? That's a clip. It's only 14, 15 seconds. And, and here's the it, it, more. If you watch it, of course, it's a video. You see him. I, I, you know, it's not vacant eyed, but kind of like he's struggling. I had somebody tell me earlier today, they, they had a, a loved one who dealt with, uh, uh, dementia onset. And, and he said, I see it in this situation. And I mean, it's just crazy. And so, but here's the wild thing about that clip. That clip was, uh, was in Kansas City, Missouri. And, uh, and, and it was posted on the, on the internet and tweeted by D- Dan Scavino, who's the, uh, social media guru in the White House. He works for the White House. And it was retweeted by President Trump. And so all day yesterday, Sunday, the left was yelling about it, saying how unfair it was and all, and they were complaining and complaining because they said it was out of context and all. It turns out that the clip was longer. It was probably 20 seconds, 25 seconds, and Scavino cut it right there and ended it there. And he went on to complain and say, we only elect to Donald Trump if we keep a uh, circular firing squad. And here's what get, where it gets wild. Twitter has a new tag they put on to tweets that they deem uh not complete or or and it's called it's called manipulated i think it's manipulated tweet or manipulated um uh the word is manipulated in there i'll have to make sure on this and and it is um and it's it's put on there like a a, like a, a stamp um and that's what they did with this they didn't ban it. They didn't um, get rid of it. They oh, mani- they call it manipulated video, N- manipulated media. That's the term. Sorry, uh, manipulated media on there, but it wasn't really manipulated. I mean, you're not under a require. You don't have to show the whole clip of somebody, and it could be longer or shorter. And even more rich, of course, as the Democrats complained, and then Twitter put this stamp on it. Remember how the uh, the famous. Uh, Charlottesville hoax, the fine people hoax. We had Steve Cortez, who hosts a, pro- hosts a program on the Salem uh, Radio Network over in Chicago. And Steve Cortez is probably the number, other than Joel Pollack of Breitbart, but Steve Cortez is probably the most famous uh, anti-hoax uh, uh, fighter of anybody. He was on CNN for months and months and months, and he would constantly say, the president did not say there are fine people on both sides. Uh, he, he did not say there are fine people uh, uh, that are white supremacists. What he said was there are fine people on both sides of the should we take down the historical monuments or not. And then a sentence later in the video, he condemned the white supremacist and, and the racist. He By name, he condemned them. And Steve Cortez kept saying, you're manipulating. He didn't say that word, but I'm saying it. Manipulating the video to give people the wrong impression. And the media happily did it. For months and months, it was a very effective hoax. I would meet people that would say, oh, yeah, but remember when the president said about Charlottesville that there were fine people on both sides, you know, the white supremacist, people chanting anti-Semitic things? And I'd say, no, here's the transcript. Watch the video and you'll see. Well, now you have the Democrats screaming and yelling, saying, no, 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 here's the video. You know, well, here's the transcript. Watch the video. Joe Biden didn't say that. And I guess what I want to tell you is how wild is this election going to get? I mean, on one side is Donald Trump and his party and his people. And on the other side are who? The never Trumpers. That's a group. The Democrats. That's a group. The media. That's a group. The globalists. That's a group. China's on the other side. Iran's on the other side. They got to be. They they can't stand Trump, right? They can't. They got to be on the other side. Whatever they do, I don't know. 
And so here's what I said last week. I asked you, I asked the listeners, I said, who do you think runs the White House, runs America, if Joe Biden wins? I I was being serious. Who do you think runs? Who is it? Who's in charge? And today, Joe Biden has published a list of the people that he expects to put in high-profile positions. He calls it the return to normal plan. This is supposed to contrast with President Trump. I mean, I can, I'd call it back to the future, back to the past plan, back to the old jaded people that screwed up America plan. So here's what he said. John Kerry might want a curtain call as secretary of state or a special cabinet position devoted to climate change. Susan Rice, national security advisor under President Obama, who unmasked everybody under the sun as she was leaving to try to get Flynn and everybody in trouble. She's She would like to be sta- the Secretary of State. Mike Bloomberg, he's going to run the World Bank. Sally Yates, the Deputy Attorney General under Obama who was fired by Trump, she's the leading contender, according to Joe Biden, for Attorney General. Senator, Senator Elizabeth Warren as Treasury Secretary. Jamie Dimon, the chairman of CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, a big, big money guy, Treasury Secretary, and Funakani, I don't know who that is much, uh, Bank, Bank of America banker. And then but Pete Buttigieg would be at the U.S. the UN or the U.S. Trade represent, Representative, and they even admit uh, burnishing his credentials so he can run for a future for president in the future. It's I mean, it's amazing. You go down to VP and that's all the same, the usual suspects that we've talked about. And I, I've, I've said earlier in the show, it clearly the leading uh, uh, the leader on this is um, Kamala Harris checks the box on on woman and African-American solves a lot of problems. But here's some more. Here's other picks. Tom Donilon, who was it was already the secure national security advisor under Obama. He'd be back. Tony Blinken, Obama uh, insider, national security advisor. Chief of staff will be Ron Klain, who did that job for uh, Obama in the past. And I think he was chief of staff to Al Gore. I'm sure he was. Anita Dunn, who has been in the Obama and, and, and Clinton administration. You get the point. You get the point. If you want to go back to the hacks that ran the Clinton White House and the hacks that ran the Obama White House, then 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 Biden has just told you that's what he'll do. And and you have to when you watch him or listen to him or or see him speak, you have to say to yourself, he's not in any position to do this job. He's going to have to rely on people to run things. And here he tells you who they are. Uh, it, it is amazing to watch this happen in real time. And I, I think you'll see a little, my prediction is you'll see a boomlet. Uh, Bernie will not be gone after tomorrow. I think he'll do better than people think a few times. Maybe not though, but he'll be around. He's going to fight to the end. Although today I saw Bernie Sanders, he refused to say something negative about Biden. And I thought, uh oh, he may know it's almost over, but I think he hangs around. My prediction is he hangs around for a little while longer. Uh, but if they really put Joe Biden up, the message that they're sending to we the people, is we're going to run this through our surrogates. We're not actually giving you a president because this guy can't do the job. There's no way people believe he can do the job. I I don't see how you can keep a straight face and believe that uh, Joe Biden can do the job. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, but but again, the combination of all those opponents of President Trump, the Democrats, the never Trumpers, the media, the deep state, all these people are going to be they're not going to they're not going to do like they did in 2016, where they assumed Hillary would pull it off. They assumed there was no chance he would win. Now they're coming 
and it's going to never end. I think that's what you're seeing. All right. Well, thank you again, as always, for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow night. Thank you to Noah, our technical director. Thank you to Joanna for producing out of the heart of America in St. Louis. I'm on my way to Florida uh, tomorrow for a uh, one-day little trip down there for an event that we have. Our Phyllis Schlafly Eagles organization does an event in Florida. Uh, but I will still be with you in the show. Don't worry. Don't fear. Fear not. We'll be together, and uh, we'll be back then, and we'll get lots more to cover. Our friend, Dr. Brett Decker, who wasn't on tonight, he'll probably be back tomorrow. He was traveling himself this week, so we missed him on today's program. And we, of course, will have the Schlafly report from John Schlafly. Uh, about his the column that he writes at townhall.com. Uh, Wednesday is the anniversary of the historic day when Phyllis Schlafly and I endorsed Donald Trump for president. Uh, March 11th, 2016. An unbelievable story. I'll tell you more about that. I told you some of it, but I'll walk you through it on Wednesday's show. How she did it, what she did, what she and I and Donald Trump talked about in those moments before the endorsement, and how two and a half days later, Trump won Missouri by 1,500 votes. I think because of Phyllis, because of me, and we'll fill you on all that. All right. Thank you for listening. Ed Martin of Pro-America Report. Be back tomorrow night. Talk to you then.